So, okay, are you all ready to play? Whose mind do you know? That was my trying to do my, you know, game voice. I tried to find a clip, like a music to play, but then I thought that's going a bit too far and it's a bit too hard, so I just stopped that. Okay, this is how you play. I know you're all dying to play, but only six of you can play. So this is what's going to happen. I'm going to choose three people. They're going to come out here and they have to decide whether or not they want to answer the questions first or second. Then they have to choose someone from within the room that they think know their mind well. And then that person is either going to stay here and answer the questions or go out. So I'm going to ask all three people three questions about the person who's not in the room. And we're going to see how well the person in the room knows the person who's not in the room. Does that all make sense? Okay, so who, don't all jump up at once, just put your hand up. Who would like to play Whose Mind Do You Know? <laughs> I know you're all dying to play, so just, you know, just do Cara, I know you want to play. Come on up. Woohoo! Okay, now, Cara, have a look around this room. Who do you think knows your mind really well and might be able to answer these questions? Or do you want to ask, or you can say, I want to ask, answer questions about them if you want to. Go for it. Have a look. Choose someone. You can do it. You can do it. There's no prize. If you lose, it really doesn't matter. Okay, Joe. Okay, Kara's go thinks she knows your mind really well. So just stay where you are. Okay. So who else wants to play? Who wants to play? Whose mind do you know? Jazz, I knew it was you. Come on up. Woohoo! You can pick family if you want to. Okay, Jazz. Have a look. Who's mind? Who do you think knows your mind well? Okay. Simone. Okay, one more person. Okay, Dave. So, Dave, are you being the... Do you think you know Andrew's mind or do you think Andrew knows your mind? Okay. So, Matt, would you mind taking Dave and Cara and Simone and Jazz just outside so that they can't hear? Okay. The first question that our three current contestants, Simone, Andrew, and Joe, are going to answer is, what is their favourite fruit? So, Joe, what do you think Cara's favourite fruit is? Raspberries. Okay. Everybody remember that, raspberries. Okay, Andrew, what favourite fruit do you think is Dave's? It's tough to find. I've never seen him eat fruit. Apple. <laughs> Apple. Okay, so we've got raspberries, apples. Simone? Is avocado? Yeah, I think avocado. So avocado, raspberries, and apples. I wonder if ah, it works. Okay, what holiday would Jazz prefer? Somewhere warm or somewhere cool? Warm, okay. Yeah, warm. Warm? Joe, what do you think about Cara? Especially because where Cara is about to go, that's a quite easy one. Okay, Andrew, which would Dave enjoy more, listening to music or watching TV? TV. What do you think? No, this could be a hard, I think this would be a hard one for Cara. What do you think, Joe? I'm thinking music. Music? Okay. So what we're going to do is we're going to bring in our three contestants. Matt, do you want to bring them in? <laughs> Who's mine? Do you know? <laughs> okay, Dave, Cara, Jazz, come on up. So I've asked your prospective people three questions. There's no prizes. There's nothing, okay? So it's just a bit of fun. Okay, Dave, what is your favourite fruit? Okay, well, really, the question should be, what 
Does Joe think your favorite fruit is apple? Boom! You love raspberries. Don't even know that, Cara. Okay, Joe. Avocado. <laughs> okay, Jazz, would you like to go somewhere if on holidays, would you go somewhere warm or cool? Warm. Warm? Ding 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 ding! I can't remember what the answer was. Cara? Warm. Ding 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 ding! Gotta stick with the warm. Ding 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 ding! Okay, which would you enjoy more? Listening to music or watching TV? TV. <laughs> Music. Yay! Yay! Music. Yay! Three, three. Well, guys, thank you for playing Who's Mine? Do You Know? And I must say, you did very well. You know each other's mind really well. Well, today we're going to continue looking at um, the theme of thrive. Reaching out, digging deep and not just surviving, but we want to actually thrive in the life that God has called us to. And when I think about this, the verse that often comes to mind for me is John 10.10. 10. The thief's purpose is to steal and kill and destroy. But my purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. That's Jesus talking. And is that what we all want? We want to have a life that is rich and satisfying. But the thing is, because it's Jesus saying this, what we may think is a rich and satisfying life may not be the same as God's. The world would tell us that a rich and satisfying life means we have all the money that we could ever wish for. That we are just living a holiday, really. That we don't have to work. We never need to do anything that we want to do. Life is really comfortable. It always works out the way that we want it to. But that's not the abundant life, the rich and satisfying life that God wants for us. So if we want to thrive this year, we really need to know what that actually looks like. And because we want to thrive in a way that's pleasing to God, we really need to know the mind of God. And that's what I want to look at today. Can we know the mind of God? In Isaiah, it tells us, this is, my thoughts are not your thoughts, and my ways are not your ways, declares the Lord. Just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. God thinks so much higher than us. His ways are so much higher than us, as high as the heaven is to the earth. And we, Daniel, oh, Catherine, Catherine's learning about space at the moment, and so far she hasn't got to where heaven is. If heaven is higher than the earth, she hasn't actually, they haven't actually worked out how high that is. So it's pretty high. So in Isaiah, that's what it tells us. But then, in 1 Corinthians 2.16, the second half, and don't worry, we will get to the first half because you know how I don't like cutting verses. It says this, But we understand these things, for we have the mind of Christ. So in Isaiah, it's telling us that God's thoughts are so high than our thoughts, that his ways are so much higher than our ways. And in Corinthians, Paul is telling us that we actually have the mind of Christ. So which one is it? Let's keep on reading before 1 Corinthians. If you go before verse 16, you get to this one. No one can know a person's thought except the person's own spirit. And no one can know God's spirit except through God's own spirit. So on Monday, Matt and I 
celebrated our 13th wedding anniversary. So we've been married for 13 years. So, oh, thank you. Yeah, that's why I told you, just so you could, you know, clap. <laughs> so we've been married for 13 years. But there's still some things that I do not know about Matt. Sometimes because he annoys me and will not tell me. So for 13 years, probably 14 years, Matt has not told me what his favourite yoghurt is. I still don't know what it is. I ask him, he won't tell me. So if any of you know what Matt's favourite yoghurt is, please let me know. Because he knows if I knew what his favourite yoghurt is, that it would be the yoghurt that we have in the house. And my guess is it's not a berry yoghurt because that's what I like. So he doesn't want to tell me because he doesn't want me to buy, you know. But yeah, that's the kind of guy he is, I know. I married a good one. <laughs> but even though we know each other very well, and most of the time if you ask me a question, I'll be able to tell you what Matt thinks about it. Apart from yoga, but you know, most other things. So we know each other pretty well, but we do not know everything about each other. But if we keep on reading in 1 Corinthians, I'm going to read verses 11 to 16 for you, okay? This is what it says. No one knows a person's thoughts except that person's own spirit. And no one can know God's thoughts except God's own spirit. And we have received God's spirit, not the world's spirit, so we can know the wonderful things God has freely given us. I think we just had a hint. When we tell you these things, we do not use words that come from human wisdom. Instead, we speak words given to us by the spirit, using the spirit's word to explain spiritual truth. But people who aren't spiritual can't receive these truths from God's spirit. It all sounds foolish to them and they cannot understand it. For only those who are spiritual can understand what the spirit means. Those who are spiritual can evaluate all things, but they themselves cannot be evaluated by others. For who can know the Lord's thoughts? Who knows enough to teach him? But we understand these things for we have the mind of Christ. So if Paul is telling us we have the mind of Christ, what's actually happened between Isaiah and 1 Corinthians to make that actually happen? Jesus dying on the cross, him raising again and him sending his Holy Spirit. That's what makes us being able to have the mind of Christ. Because, I've got to go backwards. It says here, and we have received God's spirit, not the world's spirit, so we can know the wonderful things that God has freely given us. Because we have the spirit of God living inside of us, we can know and have the mind of Christ. 1 Peter 3.18 tells us, For Christ also suffered once for sin, the righteous for the unrighteous, to bring you to God. He put to death in the body, but was, he was put to get death in the body, but made alive in the spirit. Jesus' death and resurrection is what allows us to have a relationship with God. And John 16, 13 to 15 tells us, when the spirit of truth comes, this is Jesus talking, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own, but will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future. He will bring me glory by telling you whatever he receives from me. All that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I say, the Spirit will tell you whatever he receives from me. So because of Jesus' death and resurrection on the cross, because of the Holy Spirit that lives inside of us, we actually have the mind of Christ. So the question really isn't, 
can we know the mind of God? Because the answer is, yes, we can. The answer is, how do we actually follow the mind of God? Because 1 Corinthians tells us we have the mind of Christ. So if we have it, the question is, how do we actually follow the mind of Christ? Oh, In Romans 10.9 it says, If you declare that Jesus is Lord and believe that God brought you back to life, you will be saved. No question about it. And you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes to you. You will be my witnesses to testify me about me in Jerusalem, through Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. So if we accept what Jesus did on the cross, believe that he died and rose, on the, and rose again three days later, if we have the Holy Spirit living inside of us, then we actually can know the mind of Christ. And what I really would love to see happen at that point in the tenure version of life is this, that we all turn into robots. I understand why we need free will to accept the free gift that God's given us. But once I've accepted that, why can't I just be a God robot? Why can't I just do what God wants me to do when he wants me to do it all the time without any issues? That'd be pretty cool. Now, Catherine this morning saw this picture while I was practicing my message. And she went, oh, mum. Why would someone want to be a robot human? Like, that just looks weird and strange. Like, that's not a good idea. And we actually know that following God is a choice that we actually make daily. And God wants us to be able to choose to live for him, to choose to follow him, and not just to be robots. So even though I think it would be so much easier because then I would just do what God wants me to do, it's not actually God's design for us. And it's actually God's way, amazingly enough, is much better than my way. So what do we do? The first thing that we need to do to actually follow the mind of God is to actually listen and follow the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God. And the reason I've put the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, is because I think sometimes we can talk about the Holy Spirit and we talk about him as some mystical being and not a person. But as we've talked about earlier in this series, the Holy Spirit actually has a personality, actually is a person. And it actually is God's spirit living inside of us. The Trinity, God three in one. So it's not just the Holy Spirit. It's actually God's spirit himself that dwells within us. We are the temple of the spirit of God. And when we think about it that way, I think it gives us much more understanding of what the role of the Holy Spirit is and what the Holy Spirit actually is. Romans 8, I love Romans, tells us this. For those who live according to the flesh have their mind set on what the flesh desires. But those who live according with the Spirit have their mind set on what the Spirit desires. The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the Spirit is life and peace. We want to be people who actually have the mind of Christ. And by doing that, when we listen and follow the Holy Spirit, that's how we actually live a life that's pleasing to God and we live a life according to what the Spirit wants. James, one of my other favourite books, says, If anyone lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. See, I think sometimes we wonder, we think that knowing what the Holy Spirit is saying is some big out there thing, but it's really about asking and listening and obeying. 
If you ask for wisdom, God says he will give it to us. If we say, Holy Spirit, what do you want me to do in this situation? We have to trust that he's going to answer us. He's going to give us the wisdom that we need, and then we need to act upon the wisdom he's given us. It's not some big, God isn't hiding from us. He wants us to know his mind. He wants us to follow him. We just need to listen and actually do what we hear the Spirit saying. Now, Matt and I come from um, a family of six. So there's my, our parents, and then we both have older siblings, and these are our older siblings. So this person on your left, that he's Simon, and that is Matt's older brother. And the person down here is Nicola, and that's my older sister. So for the purposes, Nicola will be called Nick because that's what I call her all the time and I will get confused if I don't. And Simon is Simon. In case you're wondering. Or Matt calls him other things, but you don't need to know what Matt calls him. Anyway. So Matt and I have this thing where I'll say to Matt, oh, you're getting a Sony. Oh, that's because Simon told you to. And Nick will, and Matt will go, oh, yeah, that movie's good because Nick said it was good. Oh, yeah, it's only because Nick said it. Should I ring up Nick and ask her if what you should do? Because whatever Nick says goes. And I'll be like, oh, yeah, if Simon says it, it must be true because Simon's the fount of all wisdom. Simon knows everything. And so well, Simon says it. It's true, John. So we have this banter that goes on that we go, Matt will go, oh, I'd already told you that. Like, I said that two months ago, but now that your sister says that, well, <laughs> makes all the difference. And so we have this ongoing banter that which, you know, which sibling we listen to and which one we don't. And even though Simon and Nick are very wise people and they're great people and we love them very much, they're actually really not the fountain of all wisdom and Matt and I actually do know that. In case you're wondering, even though Simon and Matt do have the same haircut, I can see, so <laughs> that must be another Matt trying to be like Simon. <laughs> but the thing is, sometimes we can be like that. Sometimes instead of wanting to know what God wants to know, we want to know what people want to know. And we put people as a higher priority than we do anybody else. And so instead of seeking what God wants, instead of seeking what God's mind is, instead of wanting to hear what the Holy Spirit is, I want to go hear what the pastor tells me. I want to go hear what my friend says. I want to go hear what's the popular thing on Facebook. I want to go hear what my husband says. I want to go hear what my best friend says. And we gain all this wisdom for other people. And they may be really good wisdom. It might be sound wisdom. But what must be more important than what people think is what God thinks. Galatians 5.25 says this, Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. That's pretty clear. If we're not following the Spirit in every part of our lives, then we need to change that. And I've just put not other people's screws. That's just to remind me to tell you that that's important. It's great to have wise friends, but if God says it, that should be who we're listening to. We want to have the mind of Christ if we want to thrive. We want to be people who hear what the Spirit's saying and then does what the Spirit's saying. But to do that, we also need to remember that it's not about us. Matthew sixteen twenty four tells us, Then Jesus says to his disciples, If any of you want to be my followers... 
So if anyone wants to follow Christ, which I'm assuming we all do, we all want to be a follower of Christ, you must have no choice in the matter. Turn from your selfish ways. Take up your cross and follow me. So a life that is following God is not one that's easy. Because if it was, it would say, turn from your selfish ways and have a party. It says, take up your cross. And we know that crosses are not easy. Denying ourselves is not easy. But if we want to be people who thrive, if we want to have the mind of Christ, we need to be people who remember it's actually not about us. Galatians 2.20 tells us this, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loves me and gave himself for me. Being crucified, from all accounts, is a painful experience. It's not easy. But if we want to be followers of Jesus, we really have no choice but to turn from our selfish ways, die to ourselves, and follow what he wants. If we want to have the mind of Christ, we need to intentionally focus on God's agenda. I love the word intentionally because I think sometimes we can just go through life and just do as things come about and we don't actually really think about it. We don't actually think about the godly way to do something. We don't actually think about how God wants us to spend our money. We just spend it. We don't actually think about how God wants us to live our life. But God wants us to intentionally focus on what his agenda is. Matthew 6, 20, 31 to 40, 34 says this. So do not worry saying what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear. For the pagans run after all these things. And your heavenly father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And all these things will be given to you as well. Mark talked last week about making sure that we are Marys, that we're not Marthas, so running around chasing after everything that we don't actually know and stop and remember the presence of God. Because that's what the pagans do. They run around. They're always busy. They always want what's the bestest and the latest and they always want to be comfortable and they always want this and that and whatever. We need to be people that don't run after the things like the pagans do, but seek first the kingdom of God. What's on God's agenda? What does he want me to spend my time doing? What does he want me to spend my money doing, my money on? And Colossians 3, 2 says this, Set your mind on things above, not on worldly things. So whose mind do you know? I hope each one of us knows the mind of God. And each one of us can stop and say, The Holy Spirit is living inside of me. Because the Holy Spirit is living inside of me, I have the mind of Christ. Not only do I have the mind of Christ, but I listen to the mind of Christ. I listen and follow the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, that I remember that it's not actually about me, that I intentionally focus on God's agenda. But we actually have to be intentional about it. We can't think that because I thought about it 20 years ago and made a decision, then that means that today I'm still just doing the same thing. Every decision that we make, we should be asking ourselves the question, what is God saying about this? How does God want this to look? And when we do that, we have the mind of Christ. 
living within us. We have the Holy Spirit. He's not going to hide himself from us. He wants us to be people that listen and follow him. One of my favourite verses um, in the Bible is this one, Isaiah 6, 8. When I was at uni, someone made a little plaque for me that said it. And in Isaiah 6, 8, we hear this. This is Isaiah speaking. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? And I said, Here I am, send me. The question we should be asking ourselves is, Is it you, Lord? And if the answer is yes, then I'm in. I'm there. As long as it's you, God, I'm there. If it's not you, I'm not. If it is, I am. Because the thing about this verse in Isaiah is the thing that got me when I was probably about 17 years of age and read this, I thought, hmm, if I was Isaiah, I would ask more questions. If I was Isaiah, I'd be saying, whom shall I send and who will go for us? Well, Lord, where do you want them to go? What kind of things do you want them to be doing? What kind of person are you looking for? Maybe I know someone that I can tell them that you're looking for them. But it doesn't tell us all that. It says, I heard the voice of the Lord. So he knew it was God speaking, saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? And Isaiah says, Here I am, send me. I don't know where we're going. I don't know what you want me to do, but I want to do what you're doing. I want to be where you are. And that's all that he wanted to know. And the fantastic thing is, we can know that. Because we have the Holy Spirit living inside of us, sometimes we just don't ask the question. And that's what I'm learning in my life, that if I actually stop and say, God, what do you want to do here? What do you want me to do here? And actually ask the question, I am annoyingly at times surprised at how often he answers and tells me to do stuff. Because sometimes I'd love it if I go, oh, God, what do you want to do here? And he goes, oh, I'd love to do this. Oh, who do you want to do that? Oh, someone else. Oh, great. That's nice. There's someone else. But more often than not, when we ask the question, he's looking for people who are willing. He's looking for people who actually know the mind of Christ. John 10.10 tells us, the thief's purpose is to steal, steal, kill, and destroy. My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. And a rich and satisfying life is a person who knows the word, who knows the mind of Christ, who follows what the mind of Christ says, and who goes, hey, God, if you're in it, I want to be there. Let me pray. God, we want to be people that thrive in a way that is pleasing to you, God. And so I pray, Lord, and want to thank you, God, that each one of us can know the mind of Christ. That it's not a mystery that you keep hidden from us, God, but when we know you and we have the Holy Spirit inside of us, God, that you sent the Holy Spirit to be our counsellor, to lead us into all truth, to tell us the ways that you want us to go, God. And we want to be people that not only hear your voice, God, but obey it, God. We want to be people who can stand with Isaiah and say, here I am, Lord, send me. I want to go where you're going. I want to be where you're going. I want to do what it is that you're calling me to do. Lord God, we want you to be a person who is glorified in all that we do. We want to be people that lift you up about all things, God. 
Amen. You know what? Sometimes we think, oh, okay, I've got to just do it all by myself. I've got the Holy Spirit inside of me. I don't need anybody else. But that's not true. God clearly gave us a body for a reason. He gave us family for a reason. And what I'd love each one of you to do right now is just to think about someone that you can share with this coming week. It can be your husband or your wife. It can be a friend. Someone that you can go, you know what? This is an area that I don't follow the Spirit in. There's a verse in Galatians that said, if we live by the Spirit, we should follow the Spirit in every area. All of us have areas where we don't. And what I'd love you to do is just to pray and ask God to reveal that to you. Not to go on a search, not to... As I said, you ask, God will tell you. If you're listening, God will tell you. There's no big secret. But what's one area in your life that you need to intentionally put God on the agenda? You need to realise that it's not about you. You need to listen and follow what the Holy Spirit is saying in that area of your life. And then tell someone. And don't tell someone because you want their advice even. But just tell someone and get them to pray for you. Get them to pray that in that area you will know the mind of Christ. That you will follow and listen to what the Holy Spirit is saying. That you remember that it's not about you. And that you intentionally have God's agenda in that area of your life.